Today is Wednesday, August the 23rd, 2023, and this is a Daily Inc. update. The Maui mess-ups by President Joe Biden came in multiples. First, he refused to make any comment on the devastating fires last week because he was on vacation once again at his beach house in Delaware. Biden finally relented and took off time from another vacation he was having in Lake Tahoe to fly to Hawaii. That occurred on Tuesday. Upon his arrival two weeks after the fires occurred, Biden was greeted by Hawaiians who were not yelling aloha. Here he comes after 13 days. Wow, he's finally here. Yeah, thanks for nothing. Thanks for nothing. Biden spoke to public officials in which he got totally distracted during his speech when he mentioned the mayor of Maui. And uh, Mayor Rick uh, Basson, uh, Rick, uh, when we talked on the phone, I never, I, you look like you played uh, in defensive tackle for, uh, I don't know who, but some, somebody good. But at any rate, I want to thank you for your leadership and this unimaginable, during this unimaginable tragedy. tragedy. Then Biden went on to tell a completely exaggerated story about a house fire he had two decades ago. Years ago, now, lightning struck at home and hit a wire and came up underneath our home into the heating ducts, the air conditioning duct. To make a long story short, I almost lost my wife, my 67 Corvette, (laughs) and my cat. I don't want to compare difficulties, but we have a little sense, Jill and I, what it's like to lose a home. Biden then went on to fall asleep during another tribute that was being made of the loss of life and sacrifice. Hawaii Governor Josh Green gushed about Biden's visit to WKHON2 News. He was amazing. I know now why he became president. He spent hours, not just with us, but a two-hour period where there were 600 people in the Lahaina facility that we had people gather, and he went and talked to every one of them. He went to every table. While conservative commentators were absolutely incensed with Biden's behavior, here is Dan Bongino, a former Secret Service agent who served within the Bush and Obama White House. What kind of a human being do you have to be? And you show up in a place devastated by the worst possible death imaginable, burning to death, burning to death. And your first instinct is to tell a bullshit freaking story about how your house burned down that's that that's your first instinct is to tell some horseshit story about how you almost lost your 67 corvette which is not even true as Gee just pointed out and you've told before and everybody knows you're freaking lying and you do it again you slob The House Judiciary Committee has sent a letter to the Office of Inspector General to look into the Department of Justice, the Internal Revenue Service, and the U.S. Secret Service regarding their actions against IRS whistleblowers when it comes to the Hunter Biden investigation. The Judiciary Committee expressed concern to the OIG that the Department of Justice is seeking to limit the OIG office from fully investigating all the disclosures that were given to the OIG from the whistleblowers. The committee is asking for a response from the OIG on the scope of their investigation and if they have been limited, how much, and if so, why. 
When it comes to the Republican presidential debate among primary candidates running for the 2024 nomination, Larry Elder is planning to sue the Republican National Committee for disqualifying him from participating in the debate. Elder took to social media with a video that he posted from the Los Angeles airport as he flies into Wisconsin to confront those who made the decision. So we're filing an emergency injunction to get me up there. This is absolutely BS. One of the candidates, by the way, offered a $20 gift certificate for a $1 donation. That apparently is okay. Another one offered a free air quotes country western uh, concert for a $1 donation. That apparently is okay. Another one offered a commission to prospective donors to get other prospective donors. That apparently is okay. But I did it the old-fashioned way, asking people to support me by going to LarryElder.com, and that is not okay. And now, all of a sudden, I'm not eligible. It is designed, in my opinion, to make sure that that Ron DeSantis is a nominee, anybody other than Trump. This is BS. I will see you in Milwaukee. Out. Elder called the whole system rigged. Georgia State Senator Clint Dixon has become the second state lawmaker to explore avenues in impeaching the Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis in light of her slew of indictments against Donald Trump and 18 of his attorneys and aides. Dixon spoke about it this week on The Charlie Kirk Show. Yeah, so the panel, yeah, the panel uh, has come in into uh, fruition in July. Uh, It will be set in place by sometime this fall or in October. Uh, And then any citizen, uh, not just an elected official, but any citizen could ask for an investigation on a DA uh, in this case as well, where clearly, uh, you know, they're going after, uh, you know, this is all politically motivated. And we're also should be uh, investigating the serious crimes that are happening in Fulton County and putting her, you know, the taxpayer dollars and her forces towards trying to make Fulton County a, a safer place to live. Over in Arizona, the president of the state Senate there, Warren Peterson, has issued a strong warning to the Secretary of State, Adrian Fontes, when it comes to elections there. Peterson says legal action will be taken if Fontes follows through with his proposed draft of the election procedures manual for that state. Peterson says that Fontes is misinterpreting Arizona election law and expanding the powers of the Secretary of State in an unlawful manner. Peterson says that Fontes also shortened the time frame for receiving public input on the EPM from four weeks to two. In a press release, Peterson, along with the Speaker of the Arizona House, Ben Toma, called out the provisions that were made in that manual for voter registrations, mail-in ballots, drop boxes, tabulation of ballots, and more. The EPM also seeks to limit county election officials from conducting their own ballot counting by hand in order to bypass the election machines. Oliver Anthony of Farmville, Virginia, has hit the number one spot on the Billboard charts with his song Rich Men North of Richmond. Anthony first broke into the American conscience with his song on YouTube, getting 30 million views. This all happened a few weeks ago. Anthony has since turned down a multi-million dollar offer that was made to him. He says he doesn't want to tour or sing on the stage or be in the spotlight. Anthony did see more people turn out to a recent Virginia event where he started out his song by reading from the Bible first, Psalm 37. The wicked plot against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them, but the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he knows their day is coming. The blameless spend their days under the Lord's care, and their inheritance will endure forever. In times of disaster, they will not wither. In days of famine, they will have plenty but the wicked will perish. Though the Lord's enemies are like the flowers of the field, they will be consumed and they will go up in smoke. (laughs) 
These national story updates have been brought to you by Open Inc., a website that is a repository of documents for those who like deep digging, critical thinking, and true journalism where the facts speak for themselves. Up next, a preview of what is coming and what is available on the Open Inc. website. All this week on the Daily Inc. update, there will be a focus on the Georgia collection of documents that are now available on the Open Inc. website. You can find an introduction and overview to that collection by going to open.inc backslash Georgia. On the front page, there will be a video with Greg Phillips of OPSEC and Catherine Engelbrecht of True the Vote. The two are setting the stage for the trove of documents that have been obtained from Georgia regarding the 2020 elections and beyond. Greg and Catherine both talk about how the geospatial data on ballot trafficking in Georgia during the 2020 election became so overwhelming, they took it to state authorities and presented it to them. We went to the governor's office and had a meeting. Um, Governor Kemp was supposed to be there. Right. We understood. We were ghosted. Um, His chief of staff and I think maybe his lawyer or somebody came in. Uh, But they also brought the Georgia Vic Reynolds from the Georgia Bureau of Investigation and three or four of his people, including a lawyer, whomever. Uh, we gave the same presentation we had just given to uh, uh, Governor and, and Senator Purdue and uh, received sort of a lukewarm response um, and then said they were ba- we were basically just dismissed. And they said, well, thanks for coming. And we left. And the two talk about how it became abundantly clear that despite the evidence that had been amassed regarding the Georgia elections, no one who was leading the state wanted or were willing to look further into these strange election anomalies. We didn't make a big show about what we were doing. In fact, a lot of people were going, what are you doing? We're like, well, we're just working on a project because we did not want to get ahead of what might have turned into an investigation. We wanted to give them everything in, in, a, in this pristine a posture as we could. And then, of course, in, in, in theory, had he, had Vic Reynolds gone and looked at that data and, and found something truly curious, it would seem that given the stakes at play, he might have reached out to Greg or the team to say, well, can you talk? Let's talk a little more about this. Let's understand a little. Have you gotten any of the video back yet? What are you seeing? And there would have been a bit of a sort of an erstwhile partnership to, to try to really ferret out, you know, what was happening. But that was never the case. There was never an opportunity to have a conversation. It was always about the political hit. And, and that was all we needed to understand what this game was really going to be about. Hopefully, this video will be seated at the top of a laundry list of documents that will further explain the story, further share with you. There's really so much more that we haven't gone into. Also available on the Opening website is an opportunity for those who utilize the Opening resource to offer any tips on documentation, ideas, or resources that would be useful in expanding that website. You can send those tips by way of an email to grace, G-R-A-C-E, at open.inc. That's I-N-K. Thanks for listening to this Daily Inc. Update.